Welcome to this next episode of Comeback. As always, I am your host, Connor, and today I'm joined by Danny. Danny is initially from Argentina, currently living in Vietnam. He has previously worked both in Chile and Argentina around farms to help people with diseases. We're going to discuss a range of topics today, primarily what energy, and we're also going to discuss things such as nutrition, mindfulness, tarot, law of attraction, etc. I'm excited to dive into this self-development space today with Danny. Danny, welcome. How are you, mate? Thank you very much. I'm very good, Connor. Thank you for having me in your space. And I'm really happy to, to be able to share all of these uh, things you choose to develop in this conversation. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. And with that, can I ask you just... Just to get started, I suppose, I ask every guest about their background just to get an overview. And I have spoken to three guests so far, I believe, who are from Argentina. Yes. So it's great to welcome you in that club. What was life like growing up in Argentina? Can you tell me a bit more about your upbringing there? If I can show you a picture about... Uh, I'm from the 80s, right? So... Um... It was a developing country and I'm very successful in, in, in the way, but the people living very simple. I had a very simple uh, steps, the first steps in Argentina. And the best way I can compare my childhood and how Argentina was at that time, is showing you a picture of Vietnam right now or a, a few years ago, maybe. Mm. Uh, you know, when the people is outside, chilling out, making the life the best as possible, everything with dedication, the, everyone working hard and being happy, basically. So this is the best picture I can give you. Um, so what, what's, what is my thought when I came to Vietnam and I, dis, and I feel like a parallel universe? It's like I was in my childhood, but just all of this uh, experience uh, behind. Yeah, and with that, what are the key differences you found then between your homeland Argentina and Vietnam once you'd arrived? Was there a, I can imagine of course the culture is different, but were you hugely shocked at the way Vietnam operates in comparison to Argentina? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I would say the creativity part, I don't know, I don't like to put labels, but something I really, I'm really surprised about uh, the country I was born is the spontaneity of the people. They're, they're super spontaneous and hum humorous. And and then I think that the, the, the shock when I came to Vietnam uh, is the way they approach to each other. And I made me think, let me connect. I don't, I, I don't know if I can find a word, but I think the connection uh, between my childhood, the, the idea that I had at that time, and then connecting with these people, um, it's this thing that really shocked me when when I came, and also the the traffic, 
yeah. a kind of dark, a kind of dark sensation about that. Yeah, I see. And if I may ask you, why did you decide to be to move to Vietnam? What was your reason for moving to Vietnam initially? Uh, well, a few, a few years ago, I invited my uh, my cousin to go to go uh, to go around, and we went to Thailand, and we had tickets to come to Vietnam for holidays. Uh, long short story, we. We were in Bangkok and then we moved to the south of, the, of Thailand. And then I asked him to let's cancel the, the tickets to Vietnam because I think it's going to be too noisy. And so I, I think I never take the decision to come to Vietnam. I think life uh, gave me the flow and I was in Cambodia and, and then living a paradise life, living in, in a, a small island for months and months and waking up and say, oh, this is the paradise. Oh, welcome to the paradise. Oh, good morning, paradise. So it was some point that um, I needed some noise. I needed something else, some life. So um, I have some contacts here in Vietnam. So they, they helped me to come and, and try, try this experience of, uh, of developing myself. And I came with the music in my mind and also uh, I think it's, it's a lot of people like me that love something but we have to find a way to make the life profitable and, and working on. So I, I started teaching English and having this uh, on the field of education mm. uh, but in the music in the parallel. So that's, that's what the reason that I, I say I flow into the circumstances. Yeah, no, I see. And with that, the fact that you are an English teacher, I understand you're obviously not from a native English-speaking country. I believe you're multilingual. Is it correct that you speak Spanish, Portuguese, English, and French? Is that correct? It's, it's correct. I speak uh, uh, French because I, I did a, a, a sport since, since my childhood, fencing. So we use French, and I went to uh, the high school. They teach French, so I have I'm familiar with French. Also Portuguese because Brazil is next to, and yeah, of course England. Uh, sorry, English because uh, was part of the life as well as here is is a mandatory practically to learn the the language, and and then I have the 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 life uh, experience giving me opportunity to practice and embrace the, the English uh, and until I, I think in English, everything is in English in my mind, is everything is working. So yeah. even now it's difficult for me to speak my own language. So. Yeah, I see that you've adapted, yeah. And have you learned any Vietnamese at all in your time here? <laughs> I have, yes. Um, but I give him myself the, the limit. Um, I don't think it's my passion right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a fair point. And I'm, I'm talking as somebody who only speaks English to my shame. And I do realize I need to develop my multilinguality. How does it feel? Do you ever get confused between languages speaking four or are you <laughs> quite confident right now in your ability? Um, 
Well, I'm, I'm used to speak just English and in Spanish only with my friends or family, but I'm not living in a paradise island with, full of tourists anymore. So I can, I just cannot even practice the, or I speak 24 hours my Spanish or practice some French around or learn something else uh, from other languages, I don't know. Yeah, no, fair point. <laughs> And then, if I may ask you, I saw your post um, in the Creative Circle, which is where I came across you, Danny, and I believe that you worked on a farm for people with diseases, both in Chile and Argentina. Is that correct? And if so, could you tell me a bit more about that, please? Um, well, I, I started as an activist. Uh, when I was living in Chile, I lived in Chile for about 10 years. And I discovered cannabis over there. Uh, so I don't know if we are able to talk about this. As a form of, of medicine, um, I had an understanding about, an uh, inner standing about this uh, this medicine mm. and as a plant as something that is uh, ancient uh, I was able to give the message freely over there and grow uh, this plant uh, not freely but with a kind of freedom to share with others and learn more um, so that was my basis on, 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 on this field well, then I, I learned much more. I decided to grow in Argentina for people who had uh, cancer. So, and even for my family, uh, my mom had a lot of diseases in her bones, joints. So I want to find a way um, sustainable and not uh, invasive way to get into the body because she took pills for the whole life. So I went to find a way that can not only long the life, but uh, last the life even more, but I was something of inner standing in the mind, because as we know, it, it works in the, um, in your nerve system. So you get inner standing, something that works sometimes cannot be described much. Yeah, I see. And how did you, find the benefits of that period when you were on that farm and using that uh, in a medicinal way how did you enjoy the benefits what things did you see improve as a result i would say that i didn't have too much time then for in, in between i start uh, activism in Chile because everything was circumstantial. It was a short amount of time in Chile. So what we start doing uh, keeps there because I moved to Chile to Indonesia then and I never back to Chile. So then I, I went to England and then to Argentina with more information about the medicine and and the thing I, I saw when I arrived again to my country and I started growing for people, um, 
was that they were accepting more. I don't know if society is a kind of, uh, um, how do we call it? Uh, judgment from people who, who grow the, the plants or use for, for medicine. But now at that, at that time, I arrived at the right time when I, I, uh, I could share openly and the people was looking forward to know more about that. So I don't think I, I had done anything. I just arrived in the right time and I helped as much as I can in, in this, uh, by giving more information about this plan. Yeah, I see. And can we talk a bit more about thought energy as in what exactly that is? How would you describe thought energy to people? This is a very, very deep question because um, we have to just be able to sometimes don't think too much and, and realize a, bit, a little bit more. Uh, there is a one person that was uh, a very influential to me uh, by his books, Ouspensky and Gurdjieff. Mm. Uh, two people that describe more about the, the attention we put in the things. Um, they talk about that we have basically three kind of food for the real food for us, which is air. Uh, without air, we cannot, we cannot exist in this, uh, uh, in this plane. <laughs> Uh, we can we can have this body, you know. And um, the second one is the the food, the quality of the food we eat, uh, what thing we put in our mouth in order to to have the energy from it. Uh, without food, we actually we cannot live. And also the the third thing they talk about is the impressions, the impressions we have from everything, everything we're doing, everything we observing. And I think I started, that was so practical for me. So in some way, I understand that everything we put attention, everything we focus on is what we got as experience. Um, this is a very, very brief sentence to say this, but mm. uh, I don't know if I'm explaining myself. No, I see. And also, um, you can perhaps tell me more. You're also involved in things such as tarot and I can't remember the exact phrases, Qui Gang perhaps. But I suppose the the way that I'm trying to lead this question and go into more detail is how can your thought energy, how can your thoughts influence your body for perhaps if you have a physical or mental illness, how can you use the energy of your thoughts to improve? All right, great question. Um, well, <laughs> as we understand at this point that, that everything that is around us is part of our mental energy, the, the thing we, had, we are talking about in the mind. 
So there are some practices that help us to, to don't get along a bad conversation or negative conversations inside of your brain. So I'm one of the person that have a, like a radio inside of my head. So that's why I'm a, I'm a music lover because I train my brain to play music the whole time. So I can avoid in some way this conversation, multiple voices. Um, but then I, I like to give some directions to my life, uh, something to do with that. So I think the right question leads you to the, to the right answer. So I, I, maybe I did the right questions. So circumstances came along with the information I need to, to have in order to create something in the mind to use this energy thought as uh, energy thought and give a form so so i discovered this law of attraction before of that i discovered uh, i was in a very very low and deep situation at the time you know uh, and i had a, a situation that put me very down so Again, I think I made the right question, so I had the answer. I started meditating and, and doing some practices uh, online with uh, Diksha givers uh, from YouTube. It was a lot, a long time ago. And, and that led me to Silva method. Silva method. It was a kind of method of visualization and affirmations. So you're using your voice and the words in a, in a positive and present time sentence uh, in order to give to your brain or your, to your uh, mental picture, the, the right picture, <laughs> the picture that, that you want. And, and they suggest if you don't know what you want, well, your desire have to have to be to know what you want. What is the what the real you wants to want? <laughs> so um, through the life, I had a lot of experience uh, applying again the law of attraction that is uh, like more practical uh, by using this one. This only visualization and, and affirmations every day. Mm. So at that time, I, I, I liked, um, I wanted to, to have a kind of body. So the circumstances give me a lot of knowledge about nutrition. As an Argentinian, I was eating meat uh, as this was like the last day of my life. So I was eating meat a lot. And, and uh, I don't know if everyone knows, but Argentina is, have a very, it's a cultural thing to eat meat and cow, especially cow. Uh, so at some point I decided to not eat meat anymore. Uh, but then I wanted to use the, this kind of love attraction of the way I, I was thinking and to build my body from that. 
and saying affirmation like, uh, let me give you one example. I'm a strong, uh, uh, I'm powerful, I'm beautiful, I'm lovely, uh, I'm harmonious. And you build a, a kind of uh, sentences. So I was running uh, around, I was living in Barcelona. And, and then I was making this, uh, going to run around and I'm making these affirmations every day. I was having a, a tough life or tough circumstances. Um, but at that time, that tough circumstances give me the pushing to, to want to get the things more better and better and better. So I have to use this, uh, these tools that I had at that moment. Mm. Yeah, I see. And the work you do, is it directly connected to the law of attraction, would you say? Or are there some subtle differences? Uh, I think every law of attraction is a law, like uh, gravity, it just exists. Uh, it's, it's about to us to, dis to discover if we can use it or not. I mean, we are all the time attracting things, uh, but maybe we don't put the, the, the attention to the, the thing that we really want to, to experience uh, in, this, in this life or what we talk about life. So we have a lot of distractions right now. So um, that is part of the law of attraction as well. So we put in attention in so many things uh, that distract us from the things that maybe gonna make us happy for real uh, so there are more things that because you mentioned the law of attraction but also you mentioned tarot and qigong um, so I progressed through that through this leaving the, the law of attraction itself and making more questions more and more that lead me to more knowledge about uh, the, the ancestor, uh, ancestral people from Mexico, uh, the Tolteca. Um, and Toltecism is bringing information about, it's a writer called Carlos Castañeda and, and the books about Don Juan. And he's talking about a practical way to, uh, in some way to, to be more, more, uh, more awake in day and, and be more in ourselves. And it's a, it's, a, it's a big theory and also a lot of practice which involves Qigong, uh, which is the most closest um, to the yoga because you're working with energy. Uh, Qigong is basically from and balancing between yourself and the general energy and the entire field around you, or balance the fields. And so I, I discovered this on this practice, Qigong, uh, a way for myself, a way to, to be more in balance and also give the, the thoughts a priority uh, like taking, okay, we have like a lot of thoughts. So we put it the direction in the, in the right thoughts we want to develop. And, and the thing that, what is our priority? 
to give happiness to other people, to, uh, to share something interesting to other people and, and them to practice by themselves. So that's why I, I share as much as I can in one-to-one -one with people I, I know, my friends, the people I know on the street, like, do you know what Qigong is? Oh, well, it's the people in Vietnam, uh, you go going uh, to the park and you see the people doing Qigong or doing Tai Chi or practices for the energy. They, they understand very much how to use the energy. And that is an, another thing I love about Vietnam. Uh, they have this, uh, this knowledge and they're using uh, daily. And I, I really hope that the kids uh, can follow those steps because uh, it's something that I would like to, uh, to be forever in, in the time to, to be able to use the energy. Yeah, absolutely. And can you tell me a bit more about the nutrition and the mindfulness aspect of the work you do? Can you tell me more about the benefits that you found from nutrition? Uh, yes, basically by not eating meat, I found a way to, uh, to use uh, the elements from, from the earth. So I eat eggs uh, as a protein source, but also lentils are all kind of beans. Uh, Vietnam is very rich in mushrooms and seaweed. So uh, you have a lot of uh, uh, iron for yourself, magnesium as well. Most as the, uh, I think even, even more as the normal meats, as, as the meat from, from cow or, I'm not against the idea to eat meat, but I do prefer to use another sources that I can clean, I cook by myself. So I think a very important part of mindfulness and nutrition is basically uh, do the things by yourself. And you use, because you're using your energy, your mind creation, well, how do you, what do you want to see from the, the, the food you have in your hands? What can you create from that? And what for, what is the, what is the reason you want to do that? So I think the best of us uh, came out when we want to do things for others. So, okay, I put an intention of this food for, for make a, a, a play for, for my love or for my friends. So you add, more mind, you are more energy, which is an intention, you are in love. And, and the nutritional way, as I said, you're using uh, things that are coming from, from earth and they have all the nutritional fats you need in order to have your body in balance with the elements. And I, maybe I don't have a, the technical way to talk about minerals, I think, but I can give you plenty of <laughs> a big list of the menu of whatever you can do uh, mm. uh, as a food, you, you have it, and even more. Yeah, I see. And in terms of your own life, Daniel, or Danny, what sort of self-development yeah. practices do you abide by to manage your energy? Do you do 
yoga, journal, meditation? What are your ways of staying healthy? Um, yes, first of all, I, um, I feed my, my mind with tarot. I'm learning tarot, so I'm, I'm studying. Uh, I, I don't feel I'm, uh, I'm comfortable talking about the inner things right now about the tarot because I'm, I'm learning. Uh, but as a way to help your subconscious to create the right picture in your mind, uh, it's a big part. It's a very deep and useful part uh, in my life right now. So it's a daily, my daily basis is, is uh, uh, meditations and affirmations based on the, on the, on the title, title knowledge at the moment. And then meditation as well, meditation in the morning, uh, meditation before to go into sleep in order to uh, cool down the, the mind from ideas or the thoughts. I'm discovering this in world of meditation because uh, I started, for me, everything was a meditation, uh, cooking, everything, all the activities, playing music, but then I, I, I wanted to start this uh, proper meditation by sitting, breathing, um, and just practically breathing and, and making pictures, sometimes meditating about something, uh, about a projection uh, I want. Uh, so that is part of my, of my daily things. And as a practice with my body, uh, also drinking a lot of water. But then I practice Qigong. Uh, I do some passes in, in the morning, in the day, and during the night. And also I, I, I do something, uh, it's called, um, let me see in English. Uh, it's a magic passes. Uh, they call from, it's from Mexico. So, do um, you use this as a way as well for, for move the energy and, and, and clean your magnetic field? And also that help you in the, in the night because some people are able to, to be in awake on dreams or, uh, or, uh, or, go, or go into another uh, state of being. But for developing myself in a natural way, uh, I'm also uh, writing a dreams book, uh, so I, I can remember the dream in the night. So I, when I wake up, I just, uh, write about my dream, and it's a very, very interesting um, practice I'm having right now, especially now when, when I have so much time for myself and, and I start doing what I really want to do and I start practicing without having the, the pressure of, uh, of following a, a calendar or, or schedules. So now I have this time for practice, for doing all the passion and tarot and being disciplined about uh, Qigong, um, visualize and, and now uh, writing this uh, Dreams Diary, uh, which is, I, I recommend uh, if you want to get into this. Uh, for me, the purpose of that is, is to be in awake into the dream. So uh, learning more about this uh, astral uh, or lucid dreaming 
things or worlds. Yeah, and in terms of your own life, Danny, what are, you think, the key lessons that you've taken away? The key lessons that you would like to share to other people? Um, as a key lesson, I would not say maybe lesson, but experience. Yes. Um, um, I would say that believing in, in yourself, uh, believing in, in living and whatever is making you happy. Uh, there are so many things that we can use in life for, for being happy, uh, for have this feeling. Uh, but for me, the key is uh, basically put attention in everything and do everything with love and, uh, and dedication. Uh, I can see people in, in Vietnam, uh, they put in dedication and love even just cleaning the streets uh, with, with, a, with a thing uh, made with plants for, for cleaning. And that's absolutely a, a, a life lesson for me. Like seeing the simplicity, love and dedication in simple things is the, is the best way you can give to experience your life. Everything else, uh, is coming based on what you want and hopefully seeing the simple things and love things gonna make you have the, the, the choose the choices, the, the pictures in your mind with that base, with that base with love, uh, with compassion to each, each other, uh, understanding, understanding, and, and service, and, and to give to others. Uh, everyone is, a, is creative, everything is a, so I think put attention and love. I don't know if that answered your question. No, indeed, no, it does, Danny, and thank you for your insight. Uh, coming to the end of the conversation now, Danny, a question that I always like to ask the guests can be slightly tricky, but I will still pose to you. What would you like to achieve in the near future? What would you like to achieve going forward with your work? Uh, I, I, I don't answer too many things about the future um, because I believe that we are constantly moving so we are in a permanently present so uh, i see myself right now as, as i want and i can answer about the future actually <laughs> right fair. But i can answer about my, my present i i yeah. i see i see myself uh with love uh, wisdom uh, peace, uh, richness, uh, health, um, and I'm, I'm making making the sentences every time. 
every day. Excellent. Where can, <laughs> where can we find out more about what you do online or on social media, Danny? I guess the best way, because on social media, you can, uh, you can contact me on Instagram. And I talk a lot about music, which is one of my passions, but about these um, things, uh, I really don't mind if you just send me a, just send me a message. I'm very open. I hope I can, I can drop more, more practices and more information after this interview, which is going to be very interesting to, be, to share even more. Uh, but you can contact me on Instagram at Ali Rizzola and, and the same uh, Danny Alejandro on, on Facebook. Uh, and just uh, drop me a message and we chat about this. And because every, everyone is a different mind for me. So, uh, and I'm really happy to share all about this information, about these uh, things. Excellent. Well, Danny, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time and the very best of luck with your future projects. Same for you, Connor. Thank you so much for inviting me. Have a great day.